Feeling okay, sir? Just like new. How about you, Dad? I feel like I could take on the whole Empire myself. Really? Cause, cause that would be awesome. Hey, everyone! Dak says he's got this one! You know it, bitches! Hey, Imperial Fleet! Get ready to suck some Dak! Jedi is power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. The Force. The Force. The Force. The Force. May the Force be with you. Hello and welcome to The Force, of course, your bite-sized Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Ted, and I'm really itchy. Guys, remember last week when I told you I was tearing out my kitchen? Well, I'm tearing out my kitchen, and I had a bunch of insulation follow me from, I guess, inside the ceiling yesterday, and the fiberglass stuff is really doing a number on my hands. Ugh. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I've got a lot of stuff to cover this week, so let's jump right into the Force of Course News of the Week. Marsha Lucas said a thing. Now, who is Marsha Lucas, you might be asking? I'll tell you. Marsha was married to Uncle George back in the 70s. You know, when we all rode horses everywhere and everything cost a nickel. George originally had hired another editor to work on Star Wars, and after seeing the first rough cut, George fired the guy. Marsha stepped in like a lot of wives will in, in times like that and basically saved the day. So that's who Marsha is. Anyway... Marsha Lucas released a statement and basically takes the gloves off on the current state of Star Wars films, or more specifically, the people behind the current Star Wars films. Let me read the quote, and bear with me, it's a long one. That's what she said. I'm a child. Here we go. I like Kathleen Kennedy. I always liked her. She was full of beans. I'm going to have to break in here and say right away, um, when I say someone's full of beans, that means they're full of shit. Uh, and I guess it's different for Marsha. She seems to think it means that they're spunky or something. I don't know. Uh, to continue, she was really smart and really bright, really wonderful woman. Now that she's running Lucasfilm and making movies, it seems to me that Kathy and J.J. Abrams don't have a clue about Star Wars. They don't get it, and J.J. Abrams is writing these stories, and the sentence kind of trails off there. When I saw that movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. I was furious when they killed Han Solo. Apparently, she was very furious. Absolutely, positively, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo? And then at the end of this last one, um, I have to assume it's the last Jedi she's speaking of, they have Luke disintegrate. <laughs> That's funny. They killed Han Solo, they killed Luke Skywalker, and they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. And they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience, so now their main character is this female who's supposed to have these Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got Jedi powers or who she is. 
It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Just terrible. Awful. You can quote me. J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy, talk to me. End quote. Holy shit. Um, now, there's a lot happening here. It's important to note a couple of things. First of all, that this quote must have taken place sometime before Marcia saw the rise of Skywalker. Then she would have had answers to her questions about Rey and who she was and how she got those powers. I don't, I'm not saying she would have liked those answers, but she would have had those answers. Um, it sounds like Marcia hated everything about the sequel trilogy. She's also totally willing to take her disdain out on Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams, but there's no mention of Ryan Johnson. I, I have to think maybe she's a bit underinformed. Not that I want to start bashing Ryan Johnson. You know, you can only do so much there. I just think if she's mad about the makers of these films, he should be included. I'm sure this quote is just going to fan the flames of all the talk about how Kathleen Kennedy is ruining Star Wars, and I think that sucks. I've said it before. She learned under Uncle George, so I know she knows the nuts and bolts of Star Wars. She just may not understand the heartbeat of Star Wars. And maybe at first she struggled to find someone who did understand it. Uh, personally, me, I was stoked when I heard that J.J. Abrams was helming the first movie, but I don't think he captured the heart and soul of Star Wars. It is fair, in my assumption, to say that Kathleen has recovered quite nicely with what's happening with Star Wars now. Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau get it. They get it. And we're in good hands now. And I really think Kathleen Kennedy gets that. So, yeah, Marsha's angry. I know. It's okay, though. We're in a better place now. Someone please sit Marsha down and show her the Mandalorian. I think she'll be pleased with that. At least I hope so. In gaming news... Star Wars Hunters announced its 2022 release, and there was some gameplay footage leaked as well as a trailer. The game is a team-based shooter set in an arena-style environment. I don't know, guys. This isn't a game I'll play, most likely. The graphics are a bit cartoony for me. Um, think Star Wars meets Overwatch. Not to take a dump on it. I'm sure lots of people will love this game. It just isn't, it just isn't something I'm going to play. I do like how they have a roster of total unknowns for this game. I'm hoping... I'm hoping they offer uh, enough of a skill tree or weapon assortment so as to make it a unique experience for everyone. I don't want to talk about all the characters shown, but a quick rundown will tell you that there was a Wookiee. He looked pretty dope. There was a female Sith, maybe? A droid Jedi? Question mark. Better not be R5-D4. That's all I'm saying. And a pair of Jawas, one standing on the other's shoulders, which is amazing. I love that this game isn't taking itself too seriously. It's just a fun battle royale type deal. Um, Star Wars Hunters will be available for the Nintendo Switch as well as all mobile providers. Even though the hard launch says 2022, there's rumors that there's a chance of a soft launch this holiday season, so keep your eyes peeled. And that's it for the Force of Course News of the Week. So this weekend, the Cincinnati Comic Expo took place, and I went with my kids, who were actually full-grown people, and my daughter's boyfriend, Brian. Because of COVID, we didn't get a Comic Expo last year, and weren't exactly sure what to expect this year. Um, I can tell you, first of all, I commend the staff of employees and volunteers that ran the show. Masks were a requirement for everyone, and I thought it was handled well. Even though it had to be a bummer for some of the cosplayers, although I will say some found creative ways to incorporate the mask into their costume. Attendance seemed about normal, but it felt as though there were fewer vendors than past years. I don't know if the pandemic played into that or not. I have to assume it did. 
One of the highs for the show for me personally was the fact that I finally pulled the trigger and bought some artwork from a local artist that I've been following. Um, every year, I spend at least half an hour, and that's that's being shy about it. It's probably way more than that. I probably spend an hour just pouring over this man's work, and every year I walk away without buying anything. And it's not because I don't like it. I like everything he does, and quite frankly, I can't afford to buy every piece, and I'm not smart about it. Like, if I had bought something every year by now, I would probably have everything I liked. But no, I didn't do that. Until this year, and I'm sure he was shocked that I finally cracked open my wallet. Um, but yeah, I did. I bought some stuff. His work is really unique. He does um, a wide variety of Star Wars characters in a cool, kind of elongated cartoon style. It's hard to describe. Um, I picked up a Greedo, a Tusken Raider, a Tusken Raider, and Darth Vader for my office. Um, I just need to get him framed. But the artist's name is Mike Madak. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. M-A-Y-D-A-K, and he has a shop on Etsy, well worth checking out. He also does Marvel characters and a lot of local Cincinnati stuff, so I'll post some pics on social media and tag him if possible so you can check him out for yourselves. Uh, his, his work is just really original and fun, and I want it all, and if I share it with you guys, maybe you guys can buy it and, you know, we'll just help him. It's all about helping out local artists. Who knows, maybe next year I'll buy even more. My daughter uh, met the voice actor behind Ariel and the Little Mermaid. I think her name is Jody Benson or Judy Benson. Jody Benson. I'm going to go with Jody. Um, but she met her again. That's two times in a row. She's about as obsessed with Little Mermaid as I am with Star Wars. So that's fine. But it was fun for her. So that's cool. Her boyfriend, Brian, wanted to meet one of the guests at the show. But every time we went to his booth, he was nowhere to be found. That was a little frustrating. Like, maybe I'll hunt him down and force him to write an apology or... Maybe not. Who knows? We forced my son Andrew to pose in a Wampa Cave photo op, which was way more fun than me than it probably was for him, but that's okay. As for the Star Wars-related guests at the show, I really wanted to have Timothy Zahn sign my copy of Heir to the Empire, but totally fucking brain farted and forgot to bring it with me, so I didn't get to meet him. We did get close enough to slap him on the head, though, um, but security frowned on that type of activity, so we didn't get to do it more than once. As for the Clone Wars voice actor, Sam Witwer and Matt Lanter, uh, we were able to see them from a distance and they look just like they look. I don't know what you expect. They, they look like they look. The lines were just too long to deal with and the pricing was more than I personally wanted to pay. Like two years ago, I think I paid 50 bucks for Billy D. Williams autograph and now they wanted between 60 and 80 for people that weren't Billy D. Williams. Ah. As for toys, I didn't pick anything up. The market's a mess right now, and even secondary dealers don't have what I need. And if they did, I'm sure the pricing would be astronomical, and I'm just not willing to pay all that. I honestly think the idea of the expo is more exciting than the expo itself. It's a day where I can hang out with my kids, who, yes, are full-grown people, and just be nerdy for a while, free of judgment. And I'll take that any day. It was a great time, and we'll probably do it again next year. Now, before we go to break, I want to send out a reminder for you all to set an alarm and watch Star Wars Visions. Not that I think you've all forgotten, but as this episode releases, it'll be Tuesday the 21st, and Visions releases Wednesday the 22nd, so don't miss it. I'll definitely do a bit of a recap of each of the animated shorts, and to do it justice, I'll recap one per episode, that way I don't have to rush through and skip over any cool details, and I can stretch it out until closer to the release of the Book of Boba Fett, which is uh, what I'm really super excited about. Okay. Let's go ahead and take a break now, and when we come back, I'll tell you guys about how Obi-Wan Kenobi got my ass kicked. You don't want to miss this. 
from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection, it's Rebel Armored Snow Speeder. Batteries not included. You got my message! C-3PO and Rebel Soldier action figures each sold separately. We'll get you to safety! The Empire forces! We've got to escape! Snow Speeder has laser guns with sound and light action. Got him! Back to the Rebel base! Rebel Armored Snow Speeder from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately from Kenner. All right, welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed your break. I know I did. I watched Jaws again, and really, that's all you ever need. Ooh, hey, you know what it's time for? What's up with that guy? Now, we don't have a ton of time this week, so I'll pick a short one. Uh, Today, we're going to deep dive into the shallow end of the pool, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about Dak Rautor. Dak Rautor is a human male from the planet Kalist 6. An idealistic pilot, he joined the rebellion to bring back the Republic that he knew and loved. Shortly before the Battle of Hoth, he became a member of Rogue Squadron and was thrilled by the news that he would be partnered with the one and only Luke Skywalker for that battle. Little did he know. Little did he know. Played by John Morton, Dak's only line in the film, Empire Strikes Back, is... Right now, I feel like I can take on the whole empire myself. Well, you couldn't, Dak. You got all blowed up in the backseat of Luke Speeder, and then a big Imperial walker stepped on your corpse. And that's what's up with that guy, Dak Rautor. Okay, uh, before we went to break, I hinted at a story about how Obi-Wan Kenobi earned me one of my first ass kickings. Well, sit back and relax. This should be fun for at least one of us. You've no doubt heard the tale of Icarus and the warning about flying too close to the sun. It applied to Dak Rautor. I mean, being so close to Luke Skywalker earned him a proper squishing. You can't be that close to greatness and not expect something terrible to happen to you. It's like being a red shirt on Star Trek. I know I'm talking about Star Trek on a Star Wars podcast, but if you're on the platform where they're beaming you to a planet, and you look around and it's Kirk, Spock, Bones, all the all the big names. And then you look at yourself and you're just some random ass dude in a red shirt. You're flying too close to the sun, boy. It's time to it's time to get out of there. Shit's going to go bad. Okay. So this applies to me. Here's how. In 1978 when the first wave of Star Wars figures came out, it was a no-brainer that these things were going to turn up in schools. Everyone brought at least some of their figures in to play with on recess or during class if you were brave enough. I was no different, even though my mom told me not to. She warned me. She warned me that I would lose them or the weapons. Oh, the tragedy of losing a weapon. Oh, my God. And so it was basically a forbidden act. I was definitely not allowed to take my figures to school. So one day I take my figures to school and on the bus ride, some of the other kids want to see them. I proudly show off the two figures that I was able to smuggle across the borders of my mom's watchful eyes, Ben Kenobi and a stormtrooper. Now, there were a couple of kids on the bus that I was familiar with, and I didn't mind letting them hold on to my precious cargo, but one kid in particular gave me a bad vibe. Stuart. Fucking Stuart. I can see him now. Stuart. Stuart was tall and skinny, light brown hair that was always a mess like Sideshow Bob. And on this particular day, he was wearing a brown pleather trench coat. Broke ass Stuart and his pleather trench coat. Now I'm not judging. It sounds like I am. I'm just bitter, but I'm not judging. We were broke too. And I remember what I was wearing on this fateful day as well. A hideous green and yellow striped sweater, high water green corduroys, and my dirty tracks. 
Do you guys remember tracks? We're off topic here, but it's my show, so here we go. Tracks were an Adidas knockoff. Adidas had three stripes and tracks had four. And that extra stripe meant you were fucking broke. All right, back to the story. Stuart, uh, Stuart asked if he could see my figures, and I didn't want to be mean, so I let him see my Obi-Wan, because back then, I didn't much care for that figure. It was basically an old man doll. So I let Stuart see Obi-Wan, and whatever. Now, I don't know what happened, okay? There's, there's, a, there's a blank spot in my memory here, but Stuart was really reluctant to give me Obi-Wan back when it was time to get off the bus. We went back and forth for a couple of minutes, and finally he handed him over, and his cape was ripped. Now, listen, if I hand you my Obi-Wan Kenobi, you need to understand that the cape is going to be in pristine condition. I took very good care of my figures. You handing me that same figure back, and the cape is ripped at the shoulder, this is the equivalent of you slapping my kids in the face. It's the highest form of disrespect imaginable. Oh, my God. I was hot. I was so mad. I threw a flurry of words at Stuart that I was sure would wound him for life. Words that I learned by helping my dad fix his cars. Words that cut like a thousand blades. Future generations of Stuarts would only speak of these words in hushed tones for fear that they would return. Now satisfied that my attack found its mark, I turned and started down the middle aisle of the, of the bus to go to school. And that's when it happened. Stuart balled up his little hand into what doctors now call a fist and threw it with such speed that it landed in the middle of my back and forever ruined my posture. All the air in my lungs jumped out of me at once and I made a sound akin to a flamingo choking on bees. I instantly went into defense mode, which means I started crying like Nancy Kerrigan. Stuart yelled, I didn't break your Star Wars man. The next thing I knew, I was being taken off the bus and ushered to the principal's office. That's right, the dreaded call to the mothers was happening, and I was fucked. Mom would know I smuggled figures across her borders. This was bad. This was very bad, guys. And it was all because I flew too close to the sun. I thought it was cool with my Star Wars toys, showing off on the bus, and look where it landed me. In the principal's office, with a ruined spinal column, a ripped Obi-Wan cape, with Stuart giving me death stares from across the room, and my mom on the way. Surely she would finish what Stuart started. And yes, her name was actually Shirley. You see, I flew too close to the sun. Obi-Wan got me my first ass kicking. And it's something I'll never forget. That's right, Stuart. I haven't forgotten. And if I see you out in these streets, it's on. I hope you're ready because I'm a lot bigger now and I don't cry as easy. So watch out. All right, that's enough story time for this week. Before I go, I just want to remind you all again that Visions drops tomorrow. Please check it out. I'll be recapping it little bits at a time, and I want you to keep up. Feel free to interact with me on social media at The Force of Course on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email the show directly at theforceofcourse77 at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been The Force of Course. I'm your host, Ted. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, play with your toys. <laughs>